Oh, it's your girl, Cherry Wine, and you already know what time it is. It's wine time. So grab your glasses and turn the volume up. Okay? Period. So today I have the honor of chatting with the trap queen of BT's own American Gangster Trap Queens, my pumpkin, the original Gigi. Don't forget the original, okay? Trap queen, Miss Dewin Curry. Hey, pumpkin, how you doing? Well, hello there, boo-boo, looking like a goddess. I mean, you know how we do black don't crack and we are what? <laughs> absolutely and you already know so normally how i start my show off is i tell my audience a little something about yourself but we're about to get into all of that so tell me who is doing curry i am a gentle kind giving family-oriented, um, defensive sometimes, very loyal, very admirable. Um, I'm an individual where when you've been struck so many times by bad things, then you just kind of... Um, you become very defensive, like I said. It's not intentional. It comes off aggressive, but not intentionally and more so in a relationship when I become off, you know, when I come off too aggressive and things of that nature. Other people, when I meet them, you know, I could be really, really friendly, but I've had so many people in my life, just turn around and, you know, it's, it was just been really, really, you know, it's been bad. It's so, been good, but it's been bad. So the would you say you that you're guarded? Gonna be there. Hmm? So would you say that you're guarded? I am guarded to a certain degree. I'm open to certain stuff. I mean, I was open to you, so I can't be that guarded. So when you look at the whole picture, it's just, it's a vibe. Mm -hmm. Like we were talking about earlier, it's a vibe. If right. we organically click and everything, then I'm good with it. If it's not, I'm not mad about it. Mm -hmm. You go your way. I'm going to go mine. And it was good meeting you, or maybe not. Right. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe your motherfucking mans didn't have to pull up. Period. Okay. You, know, you got a lot of fake ass trap queens out here. All right. It's a lot of fake you know, ass shit, period. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, you know. you know, you forgot to name one thing that you are. You are a badass, all right? You is bad. And don't ever forget that, period. Well, that's not, I mean, well, that's never, that's never forgotten, but you never want to be narcissistic mm -hmm. or anything like that. I am very humble, especially when people you know when when they acknowledge me like the other night I went out and it was really really great and a lot of people came up to me and I know a lot of celebrities especially when you know I was styling and doing a lot of stuff 
with a lot of different celebrities. You know, they wanted like certain fans or people to give them 50 feet. I don't like to call people fans. I don't like to do that at all. I just feel like, you know, if you're doing something great, then I'm going to acknowledge you. Right. You know, so maybe I would be a fan of that, but I'm not fanning out where I'm running to a Britney Spears concert where I got to take a flight or a bus to every city that she performing or any of them. I don't give a fuck who it is, Beyonce and all that. You know, be a fan, but don't be upset. You know, stalkerish. Yes, that's a little upset. Yeah, I done had a couple. It ain't good. It's, I ain't had a couple. I mean, I would, I would listen. I'm sure you had a couple of stalkers. Yeah, it's been a few. Yes, <laughs> you know. And they haven't been rude or mean or anything like that. I just know, like, by way of dealing with my niece, Deja, that, you know, she turned me how to, she showed me how to turn off the notification buttons for those people. Yes. You know, these kids, they know how to do a whole lot of stuff that I don't know how to do. Only thing I know how to do is press like and put a comment in or something. I might be able to send a DM, but I do send DMs when people do hit me right. or whatever. Right. And they go, this is, well, they stopped saying it's this originally you because I got the blue check. They like, oh my God, I watched your story or whatever. I didn't even know what a blue check was. Oh, you made it. You official. Okay. <laughs> and everybody is chasing. I don't even know you need. Wait, when they say a blue check, I thought blue check was like, oh, okay, well then that's good. How much I'm getting? They talking about <laughs> on Instagram. I said, what the fuck? They could have ran that trend that all I did at. Run me my money. Period. I wasn't okay. thinking about no blue check. Tell I'm, I'm official. I've been official. All right. Before they even. I'm just a, I'm just the quiet storm. Listen. Before the calm. Those are the ones that you got to look out for because you're real quiet and then boom. Mm -hmm. So when you hear Detroit, Michigan, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Love. Family. Um, Safety. Integrity. Um, I don't know. Everybody in, I mean, not, I'm not going to say everybody in Detroit, but the people that I deal with, we cohesively come together and it's love. And when we get together, it's just always love. Like my girlfriend, she gave a, um, a party for the Lions and the Rams. And so a lot of people flew out from Detroit. And when I tell you, I had so much fun with my people and they were just not judgmental and everything. You know, bitches here in LA, you know, they be so fake with it. They'll see me out and they'll just be standing there staring at me. But what people do not realize is that I suffer from PTSD from when I got shot. So when I got shot and you staring at me for too long, I'm figuring it's going to be a problem. Right. Because I'm not thinking about 
oh, they don't watch Trap Queens and they looking at me because I done already did Trap Queens and I done moved on. But mm-hmm. don't just sit there and st- stare at me. Right, say something. Girl, like look, because I- If you did this episode, say it, acknowledge it. Don't just stare. That's that's. No, they used to always try and, or they did. They would set me up, you know, like on the show when they tried to kidnap me. One time it was, you know, I was leaving the house, going to go to an LL Cool J concert. I think that's the one that they end up showing on, you know, that they show on the show, but they didn't show the one when I got carjacked in New Orleans. You know, but all that is in the book and you'll see that. And then you'll see more of the story as things unfold in a great way with me. Mm-hmm. that you guys will be able to see a visual pictorial like you did with Trap Queens. Right. So I can't give like a date or anything like that, but you know, where everybody was left with a cliffhanger, then I'm getting ready to come back and pull it all together for you. Period. So it's all, it's coming. Just know. It's no, coming. period. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, period. So not period, period. So this happened to you more than once. <clears throat> yeah, they attempted to kidnap me like I don't know, two or three times. I have to ask one of my girlfriends because they be knowing. And then I got shot twice. So during you one know, of those interactions? Huh? During one of those interactions you were shot? The one where, now, which one do you want to know about? Let me know so I could clear it up. I need to clear it up for people because a lot of people are not familiarized with, you know, like what it is. It's two separate incidents. One incident they show, you know, they don't show the other one. One of them I was in New Orleans. They don't show that one. The one where I was in Oakland, I was going to go to a party. It was LL Cool J's party. And I was coming out the house and I ended up getting jacked. I had just left my hair salon, all of that, picking up the money, went and dropped the money off. Thank God that they didn't run up in the house because I was the only one there. The only thing I wanted to do was go and cut the lights on and drop off some of this money Mm -hmm. because I had a hell of a bag on me. How much I had, it shall always remain disclosed. Okay. But when I came out, let me back up. When I initially pulled in to my driveway, something was telling me to back in. I didn't back in. And me being from the D, I know better. Because mm-hmm. you got to see what's in front of you. Right. I didn't see what was in front of me. Had I backed in, then the story would have probably, you know, it would have changed differently way differently than what it was you know and they knew the whole movement so you know girl so i'm guessing i'm sure we'll get that in the book i don't want you to give too much of it out oh no girl that's so much other detail information your security wasn't with you neither time who your security 
see, this is the thing, right? And Piper is funny. <laughs> and I should have called Piper because Piper, he would have really been able to break it down because Piper used to be so mad at me. So mad. And the reason, <clears throat> the first reason why I love my Piper is because Piper is like a big teddy bear with claws. And he looked like a big white fed. <laughs> so Piper is like damn near seven feet tall. So he don't play no games with me at all, period. But I couldn't take him everywhere. Right. If I'm going to see my little wool, Piper, you can't come. Right. So this I used you. to have to dip out on his ass. Because, you know, Piper would be too close in the clubs and everybody be looking like, damn. Right. Who is this white man? <laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to go kick it and be free. But that was the wrong night. Yeah. Because he wasn't there to save me. Right. You know, he wasn't there to save me. Usually I get Piper the money and let him go and do, you know, whatever, and then bring it to me later and move around or something like that. But, I mean, one thing I can say about Piper is that he was very, he had an intuition. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's why when you hear him on there and when I listen, he sounds so um, emotional. And he said, she wouldn't even allow me to go with her sometimes or whatever. He was mad because I, I wouldn't, you know, and it's almost like I ain't going to say the president because I ain't the president. But if you securing somebody, you want to be with them. And then for him to have to come and get me from a hospital and lay me down on the back of the seat. See, I had never been, I think that's when everything kind of, um, it took a toll for me to where I was like, okay, bitch, you was really, really doing too much. Mm -hmm. You know, and my cousin, he told me, he said, hey, he said, you need to slow down. He said, you need to stop. You got on too much jewelry. You riding around here. He said, these niggas out here is hungry. And I was okay. like, fuck them. This is my motherfucking money. I was real arrogant. Right. I was very arrogant. Nothing like how I am now. Before I would cuss a bitch out. Now I just kind of like, I'll let you slide and I move on. Not unless it's too slick, then I need to chop your whole ass up. <laughs> I ain't got no problem with that because I am a trap queen. But at the end of the day, I'm older. I ain't got time to be sitting up there dealing with no bullshit. So yeah. Piper, he was he was upset about that. So that he was. He was very because Piper protected me. If it wasn't for Piper. And my god brother, Baby D, the little one that was on there, mm -hmm. girl, I'd probably be dead. And that's, honestly, that's right here in the God, mm. for real. So, well, thank God that you're still here to tell your story and you can help other people as well while doing so. So that night that you got shot and Piper picked you up from the hospital, that's when you left Oakland and went to L.A.? No, not that time. The last time. Girl, no, how many girl. times? 
No, not that time. I had done, after I had got shot in Oakland, I had went to New Orleans. When I had went to New Orleans, I ended up getting shot. I had got carjacked. I came back. I had heavy security at the salon and everything. They had came in the salon and, you know, robbed everybody in the salon. They came in there looking for me. I had just left. Then the last time, it was a dude that I was dealing with. And so you know how dudes are in the hood mm-hmm. or whatever, but these are not no hood niggas. These is like some heavy hitters. So I wasn't running around messing with, you know, the dude on the corner or nothing like that. These are some niggas that was strategically putting shit together. So this one dude ended up pulling on me one particular time. And when he pulled up on me, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, he's cute. So he rub his head. He got brush waves, real cute waves, too. Oh, and I got dreads. So he say, I, I got silky dreads in my head. So he say, I want my hair like yours. So I thought it was cute. So I start laughing. Because I'm like, nigga, you ain't got nothing to grab. Like, I already know what it is or whatever. So he's like, let me holler at you. And I'm like, well, what you want to talk about? He said, like, pull over, pull over. Like, let me let me just holler at you for a minute. Now, mind you, I had just came back from New Orleans and had been shot. Mm-hmm. So now I'm real paranoid about who I should talk to and who I shouldn't. So I pull over and I got my foot on the brake and I got the other foot on the gas because, bitch, I'm getting ready to treat it like a stick shift and get the fuck on. I'm from the D with the whole ass. <laughs> so when he get out, because we pull over... He's sitting in the car waiting on me to get out. No, nigga. No. Mm-mm. Not thirsty. Not today. Nigga, you could get out. You pulled me over. Right. So when he pulled over, girl, I think I may have gave the window like maybe two inches of, of it to be cracked. And he was so smooth with it and everything. And, you know, it just, we ended up clicking and it was cool. And we talked for about a couple of months. Then he wanted to take me out to eat. He said, well, we gonna go to Marie Calendars. So I'm looking at Marie Calendars. I said, well, fuck it, we could go to Marie Calendars or whatever. Pick me up from the salon. I wouldn't let him pick me up from the house. I used to live in the hills at the time. So I didn't, you know, I didn't really know him. So he picked me up from my salon, which was like two doors down from the police station, from Oakland Police Department right there on Broadway. So he come get me and my guy brother, he ended up giving me the thumper. I had a thumper on me and I had my Chanel backpack and I had the thumper in there. And I'm like, this nigga could play if he want to, but she's rocked, ready and loaded. Okay. So we get in the car, this nigga playing maze and everything. It's good. We riding, we vibing, we talking. I'm like, okay, we might get, we might be all right. So we go to dinner. When we go to dinner, you know, everything is good. You know, we having a good time. Because at first he was saying, well, let me take you to the house. And then maybe you could cook something at the house for me. I said, nah. No, no, nigga, this is our first date. Like, I, I don't even know you. If anything, you need to be on my territory, but I ain't gonna be on your territory. Long story short, the nigga ended up, um, I don't even sell though. 
I never sold dope, but I knew people that did, and he wanted the key. And we was getting ready to go to Vegas, and they said, all you got to do is treat that motherfucker, that bitch, like she a gold digger because she be around all the gold diggers because all my girlfriends, you know, they all have money, man. And so they knew that. Mm-hmm. Tell her you're going to take her out to Vegas and why you at the crap table or at the gambling table or whatever, you're going to give her some money to go and shop. I fell for the whole bag. These niggas had them had a whole meeting on me. These niggas done pulled up with ski masks, everything, and all that. After I go get the key, the nigga take the key of dope from me, all that, and everything. And what they really wanted was my jewelry. But the key that they got was just an extra incentive. But they never got the jewelry. That's what they was mad about. Because I I will at that time I would have sacrificed fifteen thousand over a hundred and fifty thousand dollar thirty one and a half carat diamond ring. That Tiffany swirl where you see me and I'm at the party and I'm swinging my hair or whatever and I wrote that motherfucker that's a Tiffany swirl platinum thirty one and a half carats. Period. And they tried to no get- period. Okay, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, girl, wasn't nobody playing with them niggas. It was too much going on. So they and had after that, they, on you. Huh? They plotted on you. They oh, had yeah. Plan. They had a whole plan. Mm. Oh, no it, was a, no, it was a whole movement. That ain't no plan. So, Girl, that shit was a movement. You think you brought all the attention to you because you was too flashy? Yeah, absolutely. I did. Way too much. But at the time... In, in your mind at the time, were you just enjoying the fruits of your labor? And yeah, you, I mean, well, you got to remember, you have to remember, I mean, I don't know about anyone else, but when you are from, uh, um, I'm not going to say deprivation because it wasn't anything like that. It wasn't like we were living in poverty, poverty or anything. It was pretty much... Um, it was a middle class, but it was always a struggle. So when you sit up there and you think about that, you know, it's different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's real, real different. You don't have nobody to teach you how you how to do your finances. You know, you don't know what to invest your money in. Had my life had been more structured in that manner and I was going in the same capacity that I was going in at that particular time, I would have probably never got caught because I would have probably known or I would have known to get in and get out, mm-hmm. you know? And I just didn't know how to get out because I ended up being stuck because it wasn't just me anymore. You know, I added everybody else's responsibility you know, right. no fault of them, but for me, because I am with my family, I'm family oriented. And the only thing I wanted to do was take care of them. Girl, only thing I wanted to do was get my mother, my sister, and brother from where they were. Right. I didn't need them to be no statistic. 
I don't need them to be guided the wrong way. I needed them to be here with me so that I could see them, touch them, you know, because I raised them. And, you know, and this ends up being some bullshit because people are always saying, oh, well, you know, gay couples or gay people can't raise. Look, let me tell you this. My little sister and my little brother, which they grown as hell and they hate when I say little this, little that, but they are. And I got the right to say it. I mean, you the oldest. And so both of the, right, I hold reign. And both of them are successful and hetero. Okay. So it has nothing to do with gender. Right. You know, it's just how everything is kind of like positioned. Because my little brother is a grown ass man and he's not no punk. Okay. <laughs> At all. He's extremely possessive over us extremely as my little sister is she's the brains of the family okay yeah well she is she she know how to get it <laughs> Cleopatra yes that's my baby okay yeah she and is I mean, definitely you know she is definitely she is definitely my number one well she might not mommy is the number one trap queen but Cleo <laughs> she definitely she's the princess of a trap queen in a good way, not in a bad way. She knows how to make things happen for her family, but right. not on a negative light, mm -hmm. but on a good light. Because you got to remember, like right now, you're trapping, mm -hmm. you know, because we're on this podcast. Right. That's a form of trapping. Mm -hmm. You ain't got to be doing nothing illegal to trap. That's right. what people fail to realize. Right. Okay. Listen, y'all heard it here first. I'm I'm trapping. <laughs> You trapping, right? Trapping, all right, I'm trapping. I'm a trap queen too. Period. Yeah, you a trap queen. That's why from one trap queen to another. Period. Why you think you turned around and called me? Listen, all right, and it, and it, and we've been vibing ever since. Like you are such a beautiful person. You really are. You are really such a beautiful person. I appreciate that. I really, really do. I appreciate it a lot. And we got a lot in common. You don't even know that. We both the oldest. We both got a little brother and a little sister. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What's so, your sign? I'm a Cancer. I get along with Cancers. So I'm a Pisces. That's why we want a sign. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you ain't know, you know now. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I'm a Pisces. I get along with Cancers very well. Yes. Yeah, see, I'm so, going to come out to Cali and kick it. Yeah, I mean, whenever you're ready, you let me know and I'll line it up so we could go on ahead and push it on through. Oh, yeah. And bump it on down and move it around <laughs> one time. All right. <laughs> I I'm, never, I'm never oblivious to new company, especially when they real. Listen, I don't know nothing about fake and I don't want that fake shit around me. Yeah, it oh. just ends up being a whole lot, you know? Right, so... Especially when you deal with the industry, it's just, you know, it's a lot. You have to really pick and choose the people that you choose to be around when you're in the industry, and then when you choose them, mm -hmm. you know, you have to remember that this is a relationship based on, oh, okay, what you do? Well, what you do? or whatever it's not really genuine right. you know it's not like when for instance when i'm back at home like when i was in detroit i went to my um, big sis what was the, her movie premiere 
Big 50s. Oh, that's and so great. when I nice. went to Big 50s premiere, you know, that's family. That's home. Mm-hmm. You know, you see everybody, you break bread. I mean, you sit at the table, you eat. It ain't no funny shit. Everything is good vibes. Right. You know, when you come to LA, that's why they call it La La Land. You know, because it's not real. Right. It's really, really not real. And people get caught up in it. And that's why they say the only only the strong will survive. And I've been here since 99. Oh, you've been there 22 years. Yeah, so that's a bad bitch. I mean- and that's just, wait, that's just here in LA. Because before then, I was in Oakland in 89. Mm-hmm. But see, I go back and forth from Oakland to LA because my little sister lives in Oakland and a lot of my other family and friends, you know, that I consider family is there. So whenever I feel like I need to be grounded and I can't get to Detroit, I take my ass to Oakland. Okay. Because Oakland totally grounds me. LA give me fake it till you make it vibes. Yeah. That's what it gives me. Yeah, I mean, and you have to do that. And I did that too, initially in the beginning. And I'm not going to front. Because when I first hit the scene, you know, for instance, initially I met Mm Yo-Yo. When I met Yo-Yo, and I cannot remember how I I remember meeting Yolanda. I got to ask her. I got to call her. I talked to her the other day. But when I talked to Yo-Yo... Yo-Yo used to come back and forth to Oakland and we would kick it and we would just vibe. And I told her, I said, I'm going to go to Fitham. She said to Fitham. And I said, yeah, I say a fashion institute of design and merchandise because I want to be a stylist. She said, you want to be a stylist? And I said, yeah. She said, you was not going to no damn school to be no damn stylist when you already got that shit right there. I got to do a video. That was when Pac and Biggie had just got shot. And she had did that one remix with Gerald LaVert, Something's On Your Mind. And so I went and I ended up being in the video and everything. And it was just, you know, it was phenomenal because they showed me like her girlfriend, her one good Judy, Kim. Kim showed me what to do when we were styling how you pull clothes, how you do this, how you do that, how you dress them. You get the accessories and things of that nature. So Yo-Yo was the one that was clearly my point person when I first stepped into the whole industry. Cause she said, oh, you wanna be in the industry? Let me introduce you to the industry. I ain't know that bitch was gonna drop me off and leave me. Girl, I was crazy. Then I ended up meeting Lisa Ray. Everybody just thought I was a stylist. Mm-hmm. But I was hustling hard and had the salon in Oakland. And I would just come through so hard when I think about it. You know, because, girl, when I turned around and I went to prison, one of my storage units get ended up getting lost. I started out with five storage units. And then... I ended up having three and I ended up losing like over, I don't know, 
I'm gonna say like maybe about four hundred thousand dollars worth of clothes. Jesus. And that's yeah. I don't even think about it or like to add the shit because when I think about a Gucci jacket for seven thousand, another pair, a pair of pants that was like sixty five hundred that was on sale, then a whole leather outfit that was like twelve thousand. Then you know what I'm saying. It it adds up. Right. But I was able to keep my furs in my bags. And that's important, okay? Because that mm-hmm. that black fur that you got you and your mama that she still got. <laughs> Girl, that was that now that was a good lick there. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. I said, I ain't never get I said shit, they can lay me in the casket with that bitch. <laughs> Because, girl, when I tell you that motherfucker there, I couldn't even believe it. That was one credit card. I could not believe that. Listen, so... I could not believe it. So once you got the hang of doing your numbers... Right. um, It just... 372-7472-757-374481-5431-5424-5437... 3739 3722. Let me stop because they'll be mad at me. Your brain today, still today. Listen, that is amazing to me how you could just run off the numbers like that. I don't know. I'm pretty good with numbers, even with phone numbers and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I just go to it. And I wasn't even good at math when I was in um, school. No, you I know how to count in. that money, but I know how to remember them numbers. You know how to, you know where them commas go. Yeah, run that trend up all of dinner. <laughs> See, for me, I can memorize license plate numbers, but that's how I know if that's your car or not. Because I don't like beeping at people, and I don't really know if it's them. So I memorize your license plate number. Oh, look at you. You must be chasing a bit. <laughs> That's terrible, girl. Don't be ratchet. Let their asses, girl. Let a dog roam. They'll find their way home. <laughs> Don't be running no shit through DMV. Girl, your motherfucking ass. Leave them people alone. I ain't bothering nobody. <laughs> girl, you has not got time to be re- remembering no damn license plate. No. That's you how being I chased. You. <laughs> Girl, you act like you being chased, bitch. What's the thing? Maybe I'm doing the chasing. Yeah, leave them numbers alone for y'all ass get some stalker tea. <laughs> y'all ass. I said, what a license plate number. I don't even know. I don't even know mine. I know mine. Oh, you're terrible. I don't know mine. <laughs> I know mine. You remember the damn license plate, girl? You terrible. <laughs> Well, listen, that's a shorter, it's only six digits. You remembering 16. Girl, damn, got to. And the expiration number and the numbers on the back. <laughs> oh, yeah, 152086198. See, look. Um, 0727. Child, you mm. got me beat. So what was it like being a celebrity stylist? Fun. It was I see great. Lisa Ray go to bat for you, honey. Huh? I said, I see Lisa Ray. She goes to bat for you. That's my baby. Yes, I love Diamond from the Yeah, movie. that's my baby. When I um 
when I was styling, and I still do sometimes, it depends on the individual. Mm-hmm. You know, things are done a lot differently where I would go on set and I might get $15,000 for a video shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, today they might be paying 1500 For me, it's really not worth it like that because I mean again it depends on who it is but I'm older now Mm -hmm. you know and back then I was much younger so I don't have the same tenacity as a lot of these younger stylists have where they run out and they don't have a problem with it girl I got bad feet and all that shit sometimes you got to realize when it's time to pass the baton Right. And it's not a bad thing that you pass in a baton. But I mean, it is what it is because my whole thing is is that no sooner that you have achieved one goal, there is always another one to me. Right. And so this just might not be, you know, just stop. Mm-hmm. Bow out gracefully. That's like them record artists keep trying to fuck come out. Right. Like, sit your whole ass down. Nigga, and collect your royalties. Right. You Figure out what else you could capitalize off of. That was a good run. That's not no bad run. Right. I done fuck with the greats. Right. And see, now you can teach the new people that's coming up what to do, you know, and how to do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, absolutely. I don't have a problem with that. You know, sometimes you just got to know when to hold and when to fold. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just not about, you know, oh, okay, well, I don't feel like this or I'm insecure about styling this part. No, it's not about that. It's about my house. I'm not about to be on my feet and be doing all the shit that I used to do. For this little money and them fucking with the baby and little baby and all them. You know, sometimes them vibes be too high for me. Right. You know, them my nephews, I love them to death. But I can't be sitting up there fucking with them, you know, and they whole little crew. It just, you know, they be real hype. It right. be a whole lot going on. So I can't, I don't want to do that. Right. Because <laughs> young artists, they got a lot going on. They And they different. The new kids is different. Yeah, they are. Don't care I mean, about nothing. <laughs> no, and they don't. And you know what's so crazy is I respect it because I can remember when I was younger and, you know, the older generation would say the same thing about us. Right. You know, and that's because they're not allowing themselves to be systematic to the change. Mm-hmm. You know, everything needs to happen systematically. It needs to happen organically. And you just kind of got to be able to not necessarily look at them and judge them, but you have to reflect on yourself and see what it is, where is the problem. And for me, it's not the problem with them. It's the problem with me. It's where my tolerance level is. My tolerance level is not where... You know, back in the day, I would run on set and do an Eve and Jadakiss video, and everybody is all turned up, and I'm turned up with them. Shit, I'll be tired at nine. Nine and shit, I might be tired at seven. Yes. You know, and I used to have to sit up there 
And um, I used to have to sit up there and do, you know, them video shows for like 13, 14 hours and being on my feet. That shit, it affects you after a while. Mm-hmm. You know, it really, really does. Because I'm the type of person now, like my friends, they be talking about, let's go to Runyon Canyon. Bitch, please. You talking about you going bungee jumping. Yeah. I'm definitely not doing none of that. Because yeah. Runyon Canyon, you know, you sit up there in LA, everybody want to go to Runyon Canyon. Oh, let's go to run. Take your whole ass to Runyon Canyon. <laughs> and see what happened with your whole ass, how much you want to go hike. My one girlfriend was sitting right there at the bench waiting on the EMS truck because she said, I am not going up that hill. No. No, not in that heat. Girl, right. I'll hold the purses. <laughs> Girl, my motherfuckers plays. They need to quit playing with me. No, ain't no way. So, mm-hmm. what would you say was your biggest learning experience from everything that you went through? From the rise and fall of your empire to jail to now, to where you are now? Um, fear. Okay. Fear. I would say fear. And the reason why I say fear is because all the time that I was hustling and I was making money, you know, but it didn't really intensify until the latter part of the years as I was continuing, you know, as I was continuing to hustle. Mm -hmm. And I was always scared because I said, you know what? I'm getting too much money. It's too much going on. I'm about to get caught. But the thing is, is that, you know, I was trying to get into a place to where everything would just be secure for my family, you know, and we lived good, we ate good. There were a lot of investments that were made that were great. There were a lot of great things that were done. But again, to reflect back on what I was saying in reference to when you're growing up, as a young black brown person you're not necessarily taught how to deal with your finances so a lot of things that i did were Mm self-taught and did they work to my advantage yes they did because if they didn't i wouldn't be on the phone with you now you know so i know that i did a lot of great things and it's not that I was necessarily misguided. Mm-hmm. It's just that I just didn't know. And a lot of times I would not necessarily act like I didn't know. People just automatically assume that I knew everything. And I was just going along the way and learning. I was learning all that shit that I did that was from the dome. I didn't sit down with nobody mm-hmm. or nothing like that. Somebody brought me something and I guess I'm just a nosy bitch. <laughs> and I, 
And I figured that whole ass shit out. And you nailed it. I mean, yeah, I did. You know, when I got indicted, you know, you always have to go before the judge and stuff like that. And, you know, you got to sit up there and you got to give them your regrets. And I know, you know, one of the things that was troubling for them is that I didn't have none because, you know, the only regret I had is that a motherfucker told on me. Right. But if I had to do that shit all over again, like I did, it would have been done differently and much more smartly. You know, it was already smart, but it's always somebody in there that will bring you down. And it was only one person. And then it just ended up being a domino effect, you know, but if I had to do that, I mean, shit, I got my mother, sister and brother out the fucking ghetto. And they live lovely. Okay. Like, it's not nothing wrong with, you know what I'm saying? It's everything that I did, I could just sit back and I could look, because I don't have any kids. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I was raising my siblings, you know, in actuality, you know, they were mine, because I was responsible for them. So when I sit back and I look at my little brother, and I look at my little sister and I see the accomplishments that they have made and the way they just kind of like move me to the side. Cause they just be looking like, you done did enough, sit your ass down. If you need something, call me. Right. So, I mean, in that respect, that feels good because they know about that family unity. And that's what's important. And then my mother, girl, she don't have to work. She don't have to do nothing. She's terrible. Only thing she do is be on the phone calling you about everybody and all that. Took my, I got all these friend requests. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't see her on TV. Because <laughs> the people be, uh, the people be hitting me, right? And they like, oh, Mama Sin, where's Mama Sin? So I sent them, they, I sent them her Instagram. Oh, Lord. So now she mad at me because I, <laughs> she's talking about, I need to um, make a whole nother page up. I said, girl, you act like you are Angelina Jolie. I said, girl, <laughs> you ain't got to do, I said that people just want to say hi. Yep, she's famous now. Tell her she done got on BT. They know her. <laughs> girl, her ass. She's talking about these, and she said, and these men. I said, oh. girl, I said, look at you. You look good. Quit tripping. Yes. Just enjoy yourself. She is, girl, she is hilarious. She's probably like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> girl, no. That one right there with that conversation, she's a whole nother vibe. Oh, I mean, she seemed like a very down-to-earth person. Because she no. was like, and I still got my coat. I said, period, mama. <laughs> and I looked at her when, after I saw the footage, because I hadn't seen it. Oh, they don't let you see it? No, girl, I didn't see nothing until it came out. And I was so mad because during, it was certain scenes 
that we were doing and it's a lot of it that is cut out it's a lot of stuff that you guys don't get to see but i was extremely emotional like i was so emotional after leaving that particular day of taping that you know i had been crying so much i was drained and then i was mad because i could not believe that i actually allowed myself to get vulnerable you know and i kept seeing them i said oh my god y'all gonna have me looking like a crybaby and they were like no no it's good it's good everything is authentic you know, you, they said, we know exactly what to do. We just trust us, trust the process, you know, everything, you know, that was going on and us asking the questions, people know that it's not fake and you evoke emotion into the audience. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, shit, I wasn't trying to evoke no. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I ain't trying to make them cry. I want to tell my story. Yeah, I wasn't even trying to do that. You know, because it's like, because I kept saying, I said, how are gangsters going to be looking like that, crying? Listen. But I mean, I'm I'm a different type of gangster. I'm Gigi. I am Dwayne, the original gay gangster. Okay. And how did that come about? The, the gay gangsters? The gay gangsters came about... Um, when I lived in Oakland and everything was happening for me and I started getting the credit card numbers from the hotel and just pretty much doing my whole thing. I, it started out with airline tickets and as it started out with the airline tickets, it just grew bigger. You know, I just was the travel agent for Oakland and then not just Oakland, then it ended up being LA, then it ended up being Vegas, then it ended up being New York. It just ended up being everywhere. I had to send a whole plane of motherfuckers to, what is that thing they call in Hawaii? The Rose Bowl or some shit or the Orange Bowl? Something, whatever it is, whatever football game, I had to flow Outcast and a whole bunch of other artists out there and girl the promoter had tried to play me now that's a now you know what that's a story that piper have to tell you because me and piper went in that motherfucking room we was in hawaii girl i had just got shot from being in new orleans so i was real stressed out so security around me was heavy i really didn't want to go but i had to send everybody from my hair salon which was probably about 20 people because I had like um, seven hairstylists, four barbers, three masseuse and masseurs. And then I had three nail techs, include mommy, because mommy does nails. Girl, I was already stressed out. I had to send all of them, and I had them turned around and sent all of everybody else that was flying from across the world there. You know, like a lot of the artists and everything. I had made like such a stupid ass bag that it didn't even make no sense how much money I made. It was like, it was crazy. I think I had to at least have made like, just on that trip that weekend, not even including the other trips, 
that I had done like throughout the week, but this is just the weekend. But you got to remember my other clients, the swine, like my little D-boys from St. Louis and Kentucky and Detroit and Atlanta and New York and all them. I'm doing all A tickets too. Mm. So just with the whole Hawaii trip, I must have got at least a bag of like 40000 because the promoter was trying to punt me. And he was like, oh, I got to give you the money when I get back or whatever. I said, Piper, come on. <laughs> come on, Piper, let's go. <laughs> I said, Piper, come on. <laughs> Piper put his shit on. And see, one thing about Piper, when that motherfucker rolled, because he is like authentic security, like he is licensed and armed. That nigga had his thumper from when we left the bay and when we was there as well. And we went up there because, you know, when niggas look at me and they know it's me, then they figure, okay, well, the bitch could wait. You know, I gone on here and I pay the bitch when I want to or whatever. So he thought he was going to be able to flip the script like that. Mm-hmm. No, nigga, we not doing none of that. Because you not, like I said on there, nigga, you not running this project. I'm running it. And like I told this whole ass, I said, let me tell you this. And I'm going to tell you this one time, and then I'm leaving because my arm is fucked up. Because I had my arm in a sling. I had just got shot. Mm. And Piper was mad as fuck that I was, like, even considered going. But I was like, I can't even miss this money because I've been laid up in the hospital for so long. So I didn't lost money and everything. So I need to get this. I said, we need to just go on here and get away. Girl, when I tell you this motherfucker was crying, this promoter was mm. not coming out his nose and everything. Tucker, I promise, I swear I'll give it to you. See? You know, when I get um, when I get back, I said, nigga, I don't give a fuck about no snot and I'm not handing you no motherfucking tissue, bitch. <laughs> so what you could do, you could figure it out. You could call Outcast and the rest of them hoes and you could let them know that they tickets is fucked up because I'm not doing nothing. The only ones going home is my people. Girl, when I tell you that motherfucker turned around and ran that trend nap all of the net. See? He <laughs> thought he was going to get over. I'm not getting ready to play with you. Like, this is on some G shit. You know, straight niggas, sometimes when, you know, you be in their face or whatever and they see that you gay, then, you know, they might want to try to... No, nigga, this is my bag. I don't give a fuck about no dick, none of that with your hoe ass. No, I don't. Right. What's going on with the bag? <laughs> give me my money, honey. Yeah, other than that, it ain't even nothing to talk about. We ain't even come together on that. So, you know what I'm saying? Come as you are. It's going to be real over here. And see, it was a good thing that you know when the editors get the edit and they take out everything that you don't want them to take out, but it's good that they did it that way because now you can put it in your book and cake off. That's another bag. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's so many great things that are transpiring right now, a lot of which I can't talk about. You know what I'm saying? But it is good. It's not the end. You know, I'm not going to leave everybody like that with a cliffhanger 
to where, you know, you don't have anything else to look at. Because I just know from me, myself personally, and watching my story, then I'm intrigued. It's almost like I'm having an outer body experience. You know, I actually get exhausted when I look at the hustle that I went through. But you have to remember that at that particular time, I was like, what, 23 and I'm 53 now? That's like, you know, that's a big gap. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I look, it's no way. And then I've been, you know, it's different people. They they want it. So you guys are going to be able to see it. You know, from my understanding, you know, it should, I don't think it'll just be one thing like a movie, you know, because when you guys saw it on, what is it, BET Plus, and streaming on Amazon Prime. Yes. But when you ended up seeing it, then it's just kind of like everybody wants more. I know I want it more because I'm like, wait a minute, what is she doing today? What's right. And and that's what everyone keeps saying is that it's too much content. I have so much content for everyone to see. It's a lot of things that I just really did not disclose. The book will tell a lot, but I just feel like visually, especially when I sit up there and I look at the way that my girl Tasha Smith is telling the story of BMF. Mm -hmm. You know, Tasha is telling a really, really great story. And then the way Lil Meech is acting everything out. And, you know, he's phenomenal. I love the way they tell that story because it's grimy and it's like she kind of understands the streets. And I'm from the streets. And although I am who I am, but I dealt with that type of griminess in the middle of them type of niggas. Mm-hmm. You know, where it was just all peace and all love. It wasn't no punketry or no bullshit going on. It was just on some real, like, brotherly love type shit. Mm-hmm. It wasn't no, oh, nigga, let me, No. Not nothing extra. I'm not extra. That's one thing I'm not. Especially around a whole bunch of niggas and shit like that. It's kind of like, nah, you got to play your position. Right. And you have to allow, you know, dudes to kind of like, you know, look at you and assess what it is that's going on with you before they even step and say, well, what up though? Mm-hmm. You know, because it's just some, I mean, hey, it's a lot of them I'm not proud to say that, you know, I'm not happy about the behavior. I feel like the behavior is bad, you know, with a lot of my people. Right. You know, in reference to what makes, you know, a lot of straight guys real paranoid about even saying, hey, mm-hmm. because now I don't say a hi, so now here goes some more shit on the blogs. Right. Well, to piggyback <laughs> off of what you said, I definitely love what Tasha Smith is doing with BMF because that show is so good. I watch it at midnight every Sunday. <laughs> and it yeah. just makes you want more. So if you have your Did you see the new episode? Yes, girl. Oh my God. I was mm. like, wait a minute, give it, give me the next one. <laughs> I need the next one. Yeah. Little shit, I think, doing I it. He is doing it. He's doing a hell of a job. 
No, he's absolutely amazing. So that's good. Him and Da Vinci. He, you can't tell me Da Vinci ain't Terry. <laughs> Which one is Da Vinci? Uh, the one that's playing Terry. Okay. All right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Wait. Because now let me be clear because I was talking to my girlfriend the other day. Mm -hmm. And so when she said Da Vinci, what people have to realize that is not the same Da Vinci that everyone is speaking about that was in BMF. His name just happens to be Da Vinci. So people need to be able to form a clarity and see that it's not the same individual that's playing it. Right. The one that was a part of BMF, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, it's Blue Da Vinci, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So this one is just plain Da Vinci. Yeah. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And he's doing a hell of a job too. No, absolutely. But that's no, he but you know he played on something else. I forget what he played on. He was a but whatever player on um All American. Yes, he was. That was him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure was him. Girl. That's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you guys, if like you have a story to tell, so if you get the right person to tell it, man, if you know how far you can stretch this thing. No, it's good. Like you'll, you guys will say, it'll be good. I like you'll, that. you'll appreciate the weight. A lot of times you don't want to move so expediently on things and then when you do move it's best to do things silently right especially you know from what i know in the way i have been moving before everything is it was too open mm-hmm. well it's a good thing that you was social media wasn't a thing when you was moving Girl. As you know, everybody do everything for the gram. They would have been tagging you. You probably would have caught, you probably would have been caught earlier on. Yeah, I don't really well, I don't know because sometimes I'm really reluctant to taking pictures. You know, I don't take pictures with everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't do that. You know, I, like it's a vibe. I don't just be, you know, I'm not doing that. I mean, I went out this weekend. This weekend, it was it was cool because the vibe was good. It was my Detroit people, so everybody that came up. up. I saw the video, y'all. Listen, okay, it ain't no fun if the homies can't have. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's my little cousin Nene. She was just rapping her ass off. I said, yes. "Well, I don't even need to say my little lyrics, right?" Because like, she got a handle. Like, part right here. I said, "Oh, okay." Yeah, I would have <laughs> fucked them up anyway. So <laughs> I know I would have. So no, absolutely. Well, this was a whole vibe, and I'm so glad, and I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to sit and talk with the good sis. You know. No, why not? I really appreciate you. Don't be a stranger because now your number is saved in my phone. So if I text you, text me back. Look, <laughs> if I would not text if I would not text you back, then we would not be on the phone now. Period. I am not no, no period. I am not no <laughs> fake bitch. At all. I am not fake. Like it's good. Yes. I really appreciate I you. you. So, hmm? other people, I said, I really appreciate you. 
So tell my audience, I mean, I don't know if you like the attention, but tell my audience where to find you. I'm going to tag you on my episodes when I drop it anyway. So. Um, they can find me on Diva. D-W-E-N-T-H-E. Once you do that, then the blue check will come up. You'll see it. Period. No. <laughs> you on the blue check, sis. <laughs> yeah, D-W-E-N and then put in T. And then if you put in T, then it's probably just going to pop up. Oh, it's, it's gonna a pop chat. Up you put the D-W-E-N up there because it pops right up. Because that's a yeah, original see. That's, a that's original. all I'm saying. Well, then there we go. Okay. And the children can find me there. Dwayne Curry, 313 at Gmail. Yes. Okay. So, no, absolutely. Well, y'all, that's the end of this session. Another episode is coming next week. Same day, same time. Until then, catch me on the live or post because it's always one time. Period. Period. Yeah, let's pour some cherry wine. Everything's good, everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, we bring it every time. Yeah, pour a little cherry wine. Yeah. Hey, yo, Salah. Yeah, I think they know the time. Everything's good, everything's fine. Yeah, you pour a little cherry wine. Yeah, life is good, life is good.